Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, Supernatural fans. Welcome to our mid-season finale. We've got Adam out of the cage, and you will never believe who is large and in charge. Rocking hell right now. We're coming at you with more fun than you can handle. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz We got lots of guest stars in this episode today, didn't we, Cherry? So many. So many spoilers, so many surprises. You guys, this is our Supernatural mid-season finale. We are coming at you from season 15, episode 8, Our Father Who Aren't in Heaven. I am Lindsay Wagner. I am joined by... Happy Supernatural Thursday. It's me, Cherry. Y'all, I walked into uh, the bar I work at in the morning today, and I turned on the TV, and Supernatural was on, and it was the episode where Crowley, if y'all check my Instagram stories, you will see it. Crowley has this great, like, one-liner about the boys coming back, like a specific STD. It was flipping amazing. I giggled so hard. And then it was also the return, us seeing the British Men of Letters, uh, McDavies and Arthur Catch. Oh. So it was uh, it was quite the episode. I kept it on for the first hour when no one was in the bar uh, <laughs> and watched. And was like, yes, oh my god, I miss this so much. Classic. And I'm like, it's Supernatural Thursday, and it will be our last Supernatural Thursday to ever have as a break. To ever have as a break, yeah. And then we're gonna come back January 16th. That's our that's our return date, Thursday, January 16th. So you guys, we got a whole month and a week without Supernatural. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. We're just going to go rewatch all the episodes again. We're going to be talking about Adam and Michael, this dual uh, character. We are going to be talking about who is currently ruling hell. There's a, a little door that the boys are going to be going through and... Uh, yeah, Chuck is back. So, Cherry, I'm going to ask you, what did you think of this episode? Here comes Supernatural, here comes Supernatural, right down Winchester Boys Lane. It's my own Ooh. little Christmas joyous day. And this episode was a blast full of them gambling. I mean, the minute you see some people who look dead and Supernatural, yeah, now there's some trouble. And Chuck is full of his, you know what? I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say go to hell, Chuck, but Ooh. go to hell, Chuck. Ooh, those are harsh words. Like, Cherry's the happiest person I know. So to hear her say that, there's frustration here, y'all. There is. Right here in River City. Right here in River City. <laughs> uh yeah, Chuck is killing everyone in a casino, and this poor little innocent waitress bringing this tropical rum <laughs> cocktail. At first, I was going to say it had to be a sex on the beach or something like that, but it, it's probably a rum runner and uh, bartender, Chuck. <laughs> um, 
And he's like, keep them coming. You don't want to make me angry. And not too much rum. I mean, dude, why are you asking for a rum drink if yeah. you don't want rum in it? If you don't want any liquor in it or you want it light, like, come on. And he's just instantly winning. And I'm like, all right, what what kind of antics are you going to be up to today? Cheating. I knew we were, with the mid-season finales, we always get some sort of like, aha, or like, whoa moment. And the whoa moment happened way early in the episode, which I was very happy about. Um, that's coming, you guys. It's coming, I promise. It might have been spoiled in the chat already, but I'm I'm not going to spoil it for you here on video yet. It's coming up. It's coming up. So, um, Eileen's out on a hunt on her own, and she goes around the corner and almost kills Sam, who's been following her, and he's worried about her, and we continue to see this... Friendship that's developing into more and more concern and care for Eileen than perhaps maybe a typical hunter would care for someone. And even Dean calls notice to it later in the episode and says, you know, dude, she gets it. Like, she gets our lifestyle. She could do better. You could do worse. Like, I'm really happy for you. Even though Sam says, we've tried this before. This doesn't work for us. I think we're all really, really hoping that Celine happens. Celine is the awesome ship name that I'm loving. And I have to say, the way he was talking, I felt like he was trying to, like, distance himself. And I thought, is my little precious boy doing a friends with benefits situation? Is he? He doesn't seem like a friends with benefit type of guy. Absolutely not. He's way too emotional and like romantic, I think, to have. I mean, I'm not saying that you couldn't not have a friends with benefit situation and still be like a hopeless romantic or be relationship. And then part of me thinks, are we seeing more of just like not a father figure, but just like somebody that truly cares about her and just like loves her, but not in a romantic way? I'm torn between that because I definitely feel that he cannot bear to to lose anyone else. And that's why he's sort of falling in behind her and checking in on her. And the threat against her was a lot for him emotionally. I don't think right now he's able to have a relationship after so many losses, mm-hmm. one after another. But he likes the idea of being with someone and the idea of having an emotional connection with someone who understands the hunter life because he usually tries to date non-hunters and it just doesn't work. This could this could work. Uh-oh, if you can. You guys see a little head <laughs> popping up. We've got a little Rutherford in here. Oh, it's Rutherford. Okay, you got to sit down. Thanks, pal. Uh, so my this is the other thought. Eileen gets a phone call from Sue and immediately I'm like, mm-mm. Something's not right. Did you feel yeah, that? Yeah, it felt really y'all, off to me. Y'all felt that. You, you, you couldn't not. It just didn't seem... She was like, come and see me. Come help whenever you have time, whenever you're free. Like, it was just too much. It's, and then for Eileen to mention it to Sam and for Sam to go with, I'm like... Like, she wanted to go on her own initially for to this first hunt and didn't want Sam following her. So then she tells Sam about it. So I don't know. I'm, I'm just not loving that. And we get to where this vamp nest is supposed to be. And Sue is there. And then it morphs into Chuck. It was the language that they used was very much not like what a woman would say. It was very manipulative. Where at first she asks her in a nice way. 
then she says, oh, well, do you have to ask your boyfriend? And sort of like does this whole weird feminism thing. And then she's hiding. She's like down in a, a car garage by herself in the dark. Yeah. And it's like, oh, all I could th- say was I tweeted out, you in danger, girl. She did. All signs Dead. pointed, now that you're saying it, yeah, it was completely Chuck controlling Sue the whole time, obviously. I which didn't is, know it was Chuck. Though. I didn't know it was Chuck. Something just felt off, like maybe he was telling Sue to do this, but it makes more sense that he just took control of her and decided that this was going to be the situation. I thought she was a vampire in all honesty. I did, too. And Eileen saying, thank God, and he's like, anytime. <laughs> steps in with his little <laughs> smirk. No, yeah, we don't care. You want to smack the smirk off you, buddy. Hi, Sam. Um, Ari Master Austin Prophet said, I knew Sam Sue was a setup somehow, especially after Chuck threatened Eileen. And then Robinaw says to quote Akbar, it's a trap. It's a trap. It is a trap, y'all. <laughs> and uh, Crowley. Um, <laughs> sorry, I've got Crowley on the brain after seeing him today I in the, the episode I watched Crowley earlier. Um, Chuck saying, hi, Sam. And then that's all we get of this episode, of this and this situation until a month the, and yeah. until episode oh. nine or whatever is going to happen in between there. So it was a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger for that. We knew this was going to kind of happen. We'll get into um, what we see happening next episode once we get to our predictions later on. But let's get back to Sam realizing they've got the demon tablet, which was created and dictated by God. So he's written this thing, but and it's written to give directions in case something happens to him. As Sam points out, he has an Achilles heel. He's not whole right now, so perhaps this is the opportunity for them to take this tablet and really kind of take over and take control. But who do they need to read it, Jerry? No, not Donatello. You keep bringing him back. This this poor guy is literally going to go nutso if he hasn't already. But I have to say, I kind of like Grumpy cast you know, he's kind of sexy when he's like I know you're in there open the door I'm like ooh tell me what to do daddy tell me what to do <laughs> daddy <laughs> yeah daddy um, <laughs> he's cute when he's grumpy <laughs> um, I've got another appearance by Rutherford I don't know if he's doing that for Rutherford or just for us talking about grumpiness And anyway um, uh, they say that they can basically put God into Chuck into solitary confinement because they do need him to keep the balance of the earth on its like access uh, axis. Um, and there's no ta- annotations on this demon tablet, which they were wondering if it was from Metatron, um, basically giving context to the actions that were happening. Uh, things only shared with his favorite, which would be Michael. Uh, and something takes over Donatello. And this is where Chuck, once again, is now taking over someone else. So we should have seen it, I guess, right here in the situation because this happened before we even saw Eileen talking with Sue that Chuck had taken over Donatello and basically said, you guys stop, go no further, or I will use brute force and take care of your friends. Ooh, Jody, Donna, and who else did they say? Eileen, so drop it. So drop it. Are the boys really going to drop it? They're not going to drop no. it. No. But let's just be clear. As Catholics, when you say God's name, 
you bring whatever you're doing to God's attention. So they should have like tried to do something a little bit more undercover than what they And apparently doing. the warding doesn't hold in the bunker for God. God. Not against God. Come Sorry, on. he's all being everywhere. All he powerful. is every he is in everything. That's why when you said when you say God, he's he's listening. He's looking, he's like, hey, what's up? Yeah. He might not help you. But he heard you. Remember that episode <laughs> back when they when God showed them how people think, and all you just heard was millions of voices talking. Yes. Like that's what he's hearing all day all long. And some talk, somehow he gets he can answer or take care of like everyone. And it's, it's crazy, 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 very crazy. Uh, so Sam makes a spell. Uh, basically, it was Rowena's spell to get into hell. Uh, Dean cuts his hand and Cass goes and heals him. So I'm like, okay, all right, we're trying to like mend this brokenness between Sam and Dean or between uh, Dean and Cass. And little do we know who's actually going to tell them they really need to fix things is when they get to hell, there's three women waiting for them. And these women were bad, bad asses. Beat them down. They beat them down. Like that girl just punching Dean. I was like, (laughs) and Dean yells, is anyone winning? None of you boys. Best line of the episode. Weak sauce. My, my favorite part. And then someone yells stop, and I'm like, uh-oh, I know that voice. I know I, it. Cherry, one, two, three, who is it? One, two, three. Rowena! So happy to see her back. And what a shock. Like, how? literally, I was like, oh, but didn't I say we needed to have a queen of hell? I did. Didn't I how? How sexy is she as the queen oh, of the hell? The waves, that mascara, the, the mascara, the, the smoky eye. I mean, better than ever. That red dress. Ooh, everything. I think all the best hairstylists, the best makeup artists, the best dressers go to hell. She reminded me of Abaddon. She looks so good. So good. She is like, this is everything that she's needed. Um, she says that, yes, the fissure cost her life, but um, her soul went to hell. Big surprise. Uh, and she took the throne. So she was pretty excited about and when this. the boy said, oh, who gave it to you? She was like, this bitch took that. I took it. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, I took it. Yeah. She, she and Sam starts to apologize, and she's like, "No, no, no, no! This is the best thing to happen to me." Although she misses sex and Amazon deliveries because Amazon doesn't deliver to hell. Body on body, sex. body on body. So sex. she's having sex, some kind of just sex, not just not body. Apparently, the really good kind. Um, but because I noticed her assistants looked mighty good. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying. But she is the queen. Queen, um, and she asked Sam make her a drink, and then this is when she says, "Okay, guys, something's up here. What's going on between you two, Cass and and Dean? What's up? You know, I remember making Napoleon so short. Like she calls herself a bitch. Part of my language. Oops. Um, and telling Mick Jagger he'd amount to nothing, and everything that happened with Fergus. She can't fix this. None of these things can be fixed later on in life. So Cass and Dean need to fix this, and." I was kind of hoping Fergus would be in hell. I'm sorry. I want to see him so bad. I'm not. I, I, I don't think it's the end of him yet. I, I will not say it's the end of him. I don't think he's dead, though. Until we get to episode 20. I think that's the final episode. Until we get to then and we haven't seen him, then I'll be like, okay, he's not coming back. Literally. I'm waiting. Back. I think he's coming back. I, I, I want him to. Um, and one of her plebes slash interns tells her that Michael is nowhere to be found. 
So you bad out of hell. Because they all got out. Everyone in the cages, everywhere. Everyone is out. So we know that Adam and Michael are also out. Uh, we which, have a question from ooh, the chat. Yes. Art Master Austin Broffitt says, what do you guys think Crowley would think of Awina being queen of hell? He'd love it. I know he'd love it. He loved his mom. He'd be like, all right, mom took over. This is, if I can't be the the king of hell, mom can, mom is literally a queen, so she can definitely do this job and And take over. And she's running a tight ship. Yeah. When the boys came down, they were on them like from the get go. Oh, yeah. She's she's doing good. She's doing well. Ran it like a boss. So we see a waitress bringing Adam a burger and him kind of going back and forth saying, I know I don't need to eat, but I haven't had a burger in 10 years. It's totally worth it. It tastes delicious. Uh, and he's going back and forth. And we realize he is actually, him and Michael are talking. And I got a little confused here because I'm like, wait a second, Michael, Michael, Michael. Wait, I thought we killed Michael. And then I'm like, wait a second, this is the other Michael. Yes. So this is the Archangel Michael. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This all not makes from the other, yeah, not from the other, not the other bad vessel, Michael, but so the so he's in this diner, and Lilith shows up and uh. says, no, 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 I got to take you to God, and I'm, I can't leave without you. <laughs> well, he's way more powerful than Lilith, he was not and flashes like her away, and I love that he just snaps his fingers and says, forget, you know, don't remember this or forget it. I wish I had a Thanos snap in real life. I really do. And you know what else I wish we could do? What? I want everyone who's enjoying watching Supernatural, even though we're having a break, keep tuning in to AfterBuzz TV because you will get to discover new movies, new books, new TV shows. Because AfterBuzz TV is full of people who love TV, movies, um, and everything else as much as you do. And we have tons of stuff that you can enjoy, not just um, Supernatural and sci-fi, but Project Runway, Evil, they have everything under the sun that you want to watch with people who will be talking about it and that you can join them live in the chat. So make sure you give us a thumbs up. Check us out on Apple Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe because we love sharing our passion with you here on AfterBuzz TV and making new friends because of it. So thank you, Maria and Kevin. Thanks, guys. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on all the things social media so that we can talk in between the supernatural days. So, uh, also, in the chat, I noticed that Chris Moe said Crowley would have been great to see. Like, agree with you 100%. I also saw that Aaron Brody said, I was hurt that girl who was punching Dean. Watch his face. And then Art Master (laughs) Austin says, hashtag, protect Dean's face. Like, the newest thing, like, yeah. Please don't, please don't hurt his face. Not the like, face. Let, let's keep it intact, okay? Everywhere else, just not not the testicles. Not the, well, not well. Because you want to have yeah. babies with yeah. the Winchester oh, yeah. boys. Someone needs to have a baby with him. But you know, the tummy is okay. But yeah. So, continuing <laughs> on, um, Dean calls Donatello, asks if he's felt anything lately. He says no, um, and and this sets us up to know that okay, Donatello is going to feel something later, and. Uh, Okay, now he and oh, Don, uh, Donatello actually says he does know something. Michael is moving all over. He's not quite sure where he is, and then he says he's in Cairo, Egypt. But Cass says he's able to bring him there. So he kind of starts to plead with Michael and pray to him, saying, "You know, God is not who he is, or God, not who he says he is." There's a battle raging. He is no longer his enemy. Now they all have the same enemy, and it's God. 
And obviously Adam slash Michael come. They have him warded in a cir- in a fire circle, and the boys take him back to the bunker. Michael is obviously not happy about this. Would you be happy about this? No. no. But I'm wondering, okay, how are we going to, how is this going to be handled between Sam and Dean and Adam? Is he going to be upset? Is he not going to want to help? And it almost seems as if it's not even Adam's decision. It's more up to Michael, what Michael wants to do versus Adam. That's because Michael has the power. Though. Michael has the power. But I figured that, you know, with the, uh, preview last week, it seemed more so like Adam was saying, why would I help my brothers? Like, they let me rot in hell. Adam's still mad at them. Sure. But they discussed before he went to hell with them. So he kind of volunteered for it. So he kind of accepted it. But he did kind of hope that they'd save him and get him out of hell. Sure. Um, Michael did not agree to go to hell. So Michael was not happy with that. Mm-hmm. So I totally am fine with how Michael feels. And I also don't blame him for not trusting the Winchesters. Sure. Because when it comes right down to it, if they think something is in the right, they'll put you in a box forever and dump you into the sea if it comes right down to it. Well, and I love that Michael has Adam's back and and kind of is protecting him like an older brother, too. Mm-hmm. Saying, like, what, you let Lucifer go, but you made Adam rot. Like what? What the heck? Where? Where's your? Where is your loyalty? Now you're trying to get us to help you. Like put God away. Well, why would we help you after you've done that? They're not going to manipulate Michael. Michael's lived for eons, so that's not going to work on him. And I do like how, over the course of time, when they're locked alone in that hellish cage together, that they weren't fighting. That was always one of the things that I worried about at the end of the episode was that they'd just be fighting and sad for. For eons, forever. And I was like, Adam didn't deserve that. Michael wasn't being good, but Michael is an angel. And what angels consider good and bad, as we remember when Castro as first we found came out, down, is not what we as humans decide as being good or bad. Well, and they kind of became one another. And I loved uh, the actor that was playing Adam going back oh, and forth, being that. able to split back and forth between being Adam and being Michael and being Adam and Michael and literally within sentences yes. of each other. And like, the expression is face expression, would almost loosen. Intonation, everything. Like that is not easy to do as an actor. And I could tell when he was being Michael and when he was being Adam. And I was like, Sam Dean, can you not tell which ones you're wearing? Yeah, like you mean, they didn't really know him that well. Sure. Sure. In the chat, um, Peter D. Supernatural Huvian. I think we're going to get a badass cast back this season. My guy's going to go out in a blaze of glory. And Aaron Brody said all of his creations are out to kill their maker. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Everyone's mad. Everyone's pissed off. Chuck has been a total douche nozzle. Yeah. And opening that gate meant they're out and wreaking havoc and whoever they want to. He's like playing like when Cassio showed him what Chuck has been doing, it would have been mind-blowing for Michael. Like, that that's mind-blowing. And he still has loyalty to the god that he thinks he knew versus this creature, Chuck. Sure. I think he's differentiating between the two the way that the boys are doing. Mm-hmm. So he will only go so far. And he's totally peaced out. And he's like, well, you know, I gave you this, opened up Purgatory for you. 
Peace out. Do what you need to. Well, I'm bouncing. And it sounds like Adam was truly listening to the boys because he's sitting there trying to reason with Michael, telling him, like, look, this is what's going on. Adam says, maybe Michael doesn't know Chuck as well as he thinks. Parents keep secret. And, I mean, this is where it goes. It That really, like, kind of struck me and I think is going to struck anybody that's religious. It's meaning that we have to doubt God. Mm-hmm. Now, we've seen it on the outside now the last eight episodes that God is actually not as good as we think he is mm-hmm. and or is in a really crappy place at this point uh, where Michael hasn't seen that yet. So he doesn't know. And his favorite son. Um, so even though God left him in a cage, as Adam says. So he's he's creating that seed of doubt. And thankfully, Cass is able to show him everything that Chuck has been doing. He's been lying. He's writing a story. It's his favorite show. And he's showing them this is how it all ends. And so Michael's actually able to see the truth of everything. And even though he doesn't want to betray his father, uh, and Cass really manipulates him with, uh, you know, he pities him at this point. He was never God's favorite. He wasn't even a star. He was a tiny blip in this story. <laughs> at least Lucifer could be trusted. Or he knew, God knew Lucifer couldn't be trusted. Uh, Lucifer was a smart one. Because he knew God couldn't be trusted. So, I mean, this is this is great. This, this, is, this makes at least Michael open to hearing what's going on and seeing that. And... And that he wasn't the only Michael, which also yes. wounded him. Yes, a lot. he wasn't the only Michael. That would hurt. I can't. That I think, and th- I think that's what made him change his mind. And he comes in and tells Cass and Dean that uh, uh, Michael says God lied to him. Yeah, he wasn't his favorite. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like um, a man who goes out, starts a new family, and names his second child Junior too. Yeah, <laughs> like to replace the first one. Yeah, it's like, ah, uh, that's not right, man. That's not right. So Michael says he'll help. He's going to help the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, they can do to God. He knows how. He hands them a spell, but they need a. Le- they've got all the things except they need a Leviathan blossom. Of course they do, because why wouldn't they need something that would be found in purgatory? It'd have to be hard. God doesn't want to make it easy for you to, nope. like, strike him down. Nope. So he creates a door. The door will remain open for 12 hours. So now we're going to have our countdown of 12 hours of, the of you know, Dean and Cass being in purgatory trying to get this damn blossom. And who knows what else is going to be there. And you know they're going to be fighting it's people be off. Leviathans are scary. Yeah. This is not going to be a fun situation. Um, Michael says he's not going. No. And this is where Dean... Uh, goes on an apology tour to apologize <laughs> to Adam for what he's done and that they were wrong and he didn't deserve this. And you see this glint in Adam's eye and like the glazing of tears almost. And he's like, we don't always get what we deserve. That was such a good line. Ooh, heart. Such a good line. Break. And it uh, was... And the boys, it looks like they're going to be separated. And then when they come back, which is always when they're at their Difficult. most dangerous. And it's true because Adam didn't deserve that. And when it comes right down to it, they believe that Adam and Michael were crazy, had to be locked up because of what Chuck says. And as we've known the past, as we learned the past two seasons, Chuck's been lying. Chuck's, Chuck's been lying. Awful. And he's writing and he's writing the story. 
Yes, his favorite TV show. So Chuck is Chuck is at this point not to be trusted. Yeah. Um, and I want Amara to come back because I really think oh, they need I Amara can't to help, wait for Amara to come to back help take them down. I, I really don't think Chuck is weak enough. And uh, he tells Dean good luck, and we see that nice little door Whoop. sparkling at us. And that is your mid-season finale, y'all. It was wonderful. I am beyond impressed by Richard Spate Jr. directing it. Oh. A.K.A. Gabriel. A.K.A. The Trickster. A.K.A. Loki. Because he knows the show and he knows our mythology. And, of course, our executive producer slash writer, Brad Buckner, and co-executive producer, Eugenie Ross Lemming. They did a wonderful job writing it. But they've both been executive producers for years. So, again... They know our characters and they know where they want to go for this final season. For sure. It was uh, it was a great it was a great mid season finale. They didn't leave us hanging too much where we really like where sometimes where you're like worried. Yes. You're truly worried, wondering what's gonna happen. We know the boys are gonna we know that Essentially, Dean and Cass are going to get a purgatory. Mm-hmm. We know that whatever ch- happens with Chuck and Sam, Sam's going to be okay because they're going to. They've got. We've got twelve more episodes to figure out what the heck is going to happen and how we're going to fix all of this. So, yes. and we can't do it alone. No. They may be separated for a little while, but they can't do it alone the entire time. So, essentially, we know everybody's okay. And Rowena's back. Rowena. So, I mean, that is uh, a, an A plus in my book. A less. So. Let's get into our special segment. Special segment. The best kill of the episode. You know what? I don't think we really had any kills. Oh, I've got one. Dish, girl. Dish. Michael's spirit. Oh, ouch. They broke his heart. Again. Like, they just kind of, I think they killed a little bit bit of I not Sam and Dean but essentially yeah them they kind of showed and Cass showed him the truth and I think it 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 killed him a little bit inside to know that I can't even trust my dad oh I and know. I've been lied to my whole life I've been locked away like if he hasn't already felt like alone in this world that just like broke him even more the look on his face when all that was those mm-hmm. memories were flashing was painful. Oh gosh, pure pain. So an know, agony. I think I do have a good kill. Okay, what you got for me, girl? Chuck at the bar, and just the ominous evilness that was permeating throughout all those dead people, and then the way he was threatening that waitress. I have to say, I believe before he left the bar, <laughs> he killed the waitress. It might have been off camera. Oh, for but sure. There's no way he didn't she kill died. That girl. She 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 didn't she didn't make it. <laughs> there was too much rum in that rum runner. You in danger, girl. You in danger. So, as always, Cherry, I know you've got news for me. What kind of news I've and gossip do you have news. today? Well, as we know, Supernatural's been on for 15 years, and that very first season when it was still WB. Well, we have some exciting news. The final season of. Supernatural will be moving to Monday nights starting March 16th. But when we return from the winter break, we'll be back on our normal Thursdays. Thursdays. So make sure you mark that on your calendar so you don't miss an episode to live tweet with me and Lindsay. And then we'll be back 
on Supernatural Thursdays talking about the show every week. And so I cannot believe it. And they'll be teaming up with the return of Roswell, New Mexico. So they'll be on March 16th, 16th for their final episodes at 8 p.m., followed by Roswell at 9 p.m. Great. So we've got a little uh, day change, and we are going to assess and figure out what we're going to do, if we're going to go to Mondays, or if we're going to still keep doing the show on Thursdays. Uh, We will figure that out for you guys and have that all settled into place by the time that happens in March. But we've got Thursdays coming at you for the next few weeks after our break, um, after our six-week break until January 16th. So, all right, predictions. Ooh, or do you have one have more bit gossip. of gossip? Oh, you've got gossip. She's got gossip for gossip. us, y'all. She got gossip. So, our favorite favorite boy, Oswick Chow, has gone superhero, sort of, because he's in the five episode Crisis in Infinite Earths. And so, A, our Oswick Chow is playing a genius scientist, and he's going to be working with. Cress Williams, a.k.a. Black Lightning, and The Flash, Barry and Iris, Allen, Killer Frost, Cisco Ramon, a.k.a. Breach, Elongated Man, Superman slash The Atom, Let's Luther, Supergirl, Black Canary, and Batwoman. I love that the CW has brought him back because Chuck did him dirty. He did. He 100% did. And seeing him in that episode... Back three or four, whatever oh, it yeah. was. Oh, that was like heartbreaking. He thought he'd gone to heaven and God had made, oh, Chuck had made it. That was... And Chuck did not. He sent him to hell. And everybody knew who he was and was just messing with our cute little boy. Yeah, that was tough. Chuck. So, now, let's get into some predictions. Predictions! TV predictions. When we come back on January 16th, uh, we have Chuck showing Sam everything that uh, if he wants to see the future and shows him what's going to happen and kind of like foreshadowing it of, of it all. I don't know how if we're going to see what Chuck is seeing, but scary. And uh, Dean is Dean and Cass are in purgatory. There are monsters everywhere. It's gray colors as we are when it's in purgatory. We see Dean burning, a woman dying, passionate kiss between Sam and Eileen, Bobby beheading Sam, and Sam says it can't end like that. No. Chuck is threatening. Chuck is a douche nozzle. He's trying to terrorize the boys because he likes to keep himself entertained. He's been alive for eons. So I have to say, if I'd been alive for eons, I might get bored too. I just don't think I'd torture people. He's writing it, but can they change it? And that's what I'm wondering. And I know I saw Austin in the the, uh, chat ask us if we think that Lucifer is going to come back to help. Uh, and I also saw somebody say, please don't bring back Lucifer. I don't want Lucifer to come back for that. I really don't. I'm I'm done. I'm over that. Fully beyond that. I'm 100% with backing Amara oh, coming yeah. in and getting her revenge or avenging, like, Chuck kind of, like, bugging the crap out of her. Yes. And not even revenge. And putting him in his place, maybe a little bit. Because Amara, when you think about it, she wasn't really evil before he put her in the pit. Chuck just didn't like competing with anyone. He wanted to be King God. So he put her in the pit to be like a douche nozzle. I really don't think she put him in the bit the pit to be mean or evil, but because she doesn't believe he should be able to just wantonly destroy 
humanity and all the alternative Earths and all the other living creatures and all the other planets, I, I think she's like, that's not cool, man. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Trying to talk some sense into him while he listened? Probably not. He's always, he's still trying to mansplain uh, her. Chris Moe says Eileen's going to die again. <laughs> so then we won't get the happy ending with Sam. That's what and, I was thinking. Yeah. And then uh, also... Uh, Robinaw, you either die or live long enough to become the villain, which is how we're now seeing Chuck, uh, which is true. But I think that's why Sam or Dean are going to end up ruling over hell and heaven. And maybe they won't get their, like, happy fairy tale, but... It'll be somewhat of a happy ending. It will be. But with Supernatural, sometimes you live long enough where you become a better person, a.k.a. Wolverine. Oh, she grew. I love Wolverine. And she's just, except now she's ruling hell and she's, she's just a good time. kicking ass and taking names. So. It seems like she's running it like a business and she's being fair. Mm-hmm. She's not like randomly torturing people for sure. no reason. As far as we know. As far as we're seeing. But. She's changed, girl. Well, y'all, that was our episode today. Such a great episode. We had episode. a good mid-season finale. I'm, I'm leaving feeling a little bit on a high we didn't get any crazy deaths. We didn't have to say goodbye to any of our characters, no. at least only temporarily for the six weeks until the show comes back or five weeks till the show comes <laughs> back. Cherry, where can everyone find you? You can find me at Cherry underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. Y'all, this is Lindsay. You can find me on anything social media, everything social media at Lindsay Wagner. That's L-Y-N-D-S-E-Y-W-E-G-N-E-R. Make sure to tweet us and let us know what you're thinking for the next few weeks while we're waiting for Supernatural to come back on January 16th. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. All the things. Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2020 with clearer vision. That's my dad joke for the day. (laughs) Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.